Welcome to Become. I'm so happy you're here. I am your cheerleader and guide to become more, more authentic in how you operate your business, career, and life. More hopeful about achieving your goals, more aligned with your gifts and amazing abilities, more freedom filled with happiness and contentment. Your human design chart is beautiful and that means you are beautiful. Your human design chart has special gifts and that means you have special gifts. Each episode I share how you can operate to have more authenticity, more hope, more alignment, and more freedom. Let's start becoming more. So I want to introduce our amazing, wonderful guest, Laura Flair. Laura is a certified informed spiritual um, life purpose coach. She's passionate about helping people to tap into their inner callings, release their limiting beliefs and identities that come from trauma and step into their aligned version of who they really are. So everybody, please welcome Laura to our show today. Hey, Laura, how's it going? I'm well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me here, Courtney. Oh, thank you so much for being here. Now tell us where are you coming from within the world? Because we have people all over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm in, um, I call it paradise in the beautiful Kootenai region of British Columbia in Canada. I'm surrounded by mountains and lakes and rivers and waterfalls and hot springs and forests and yes. Oh my gosh, that sounds divine. (laughs) It really is. It's like my dream place to live. So, wow, that is so awesome. Um, That I I was like, oh, I think I need to visit you actually. (laughs) (laughs) Well, tell us about um, how did you step into being a trauma coach and life purpose coach? How did you step into this? Because that's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, it's really just been, it's been part of my own journey of my own trauma healing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have a very long history of trauma <laughs> and that had led to a lot of different illnesses in my body, like mental health illnesses and physical illnesses. And so on my own journey of healing um, and all of that, I learned, I started learning so much that I was just like, I need to share this with other people. Um, because all of the education and the tools that I got for my own healing are just so powerful. And, and the more that I dove into them on like, on so many different levels of like physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, um, I realized like how much trauma has an impact on the world on like everybody. Um, and I really, you know, it just, it became, like my passion of, you know, I really want, I want to see the world around us in a more healed state. And I know that to be able to do that, we need to start from within. Um, so yeah, so it's been like my own journey and just a passion for, for helping others in theirs. So that's so beautiful. And that's what I find is a lot of our journeys come, um, our coaching practices and, um, what our businesses come from our journey that we had And so leaning into that passion and that's what I have tried to teach my kids. And I'm sure you teach your kids too, you know, like, Hey, you know, lean into your passion, lean into your experience because that's, what's going to be the the forefront of how you're going to attract those people and, and do what you love, you know, do what you love and what you've um, wanting to help others with. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay. So, um, let's get into your chart. I'm really excited to be addressing your generator chart. Now you, um, know somewhat about your design, but we're going to really share with you, um, about your next steps in your design, you know, and through human design, we always want to start with a generator, you know, always that human, um, energy type. That's always our first steps. So anyone stepping into human design, they're like, Oh, what is this chart? Oh my gosh. It has so much to it, but always focusing on that type first. And within a type, there's a strategy and a strategy is kind of like a GPS for your journey, you know, um, and your strategy for generators wait to respond. Now, when I talk to generators about this, they're like, wait, I wait. What? <laughs> I don't wait. I just do, you know, I just going for it, you know, type of thing. So this wait to respond is kind of um, waiting for your gut to say yes and then get going. So there's a pause in between like, oh yeah, should I do this and get going, you know? So you're ignited by this very much. So this yes, and this yes comes from your gut, you know, it's kind of this like, you know, physical response within you saying, yes, do this. You know, you can kind of feel your body saying, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, you know, like, yes, let's get going to this. Um, But it's just a pause that um, makes sure that, okay, yes, this is the direction I should be going. And a lot of times our minds get involved within our strategy and it's like, hey, I don't know, you know, I'm not sure about that. Or there's self-doubt within that, or there's um, maybe overwhelm, you know, type of thing. Um, generators like to, you know, figure things out and do next steps and be involved. So you um, I want to see from you, um, how have you been seeing this kind of wait to respond, wait till it feels right. Wait till you feel like your gut is like, yes, your intuition is like, yes, this is where I want to go. Um, how has waiting to respond helped you in your business and, um, in your career, you know? Yeah. Um, that all just resonated so much. Um, the, the wait, I think, I think you nailed it there. And like, it's a pause and not a wait, because I know that if I wait too long, then my mind will get into it and the doubts will creep in and, and that I don't do the thing. Um, and I know that when I don't do the thing and if I wait too long, then then things happen, like things literally happen to me that are, you know, disastrous. <laughs> so, uh, so I know that like, as soon as I feel that, as soon as I feel that call, that intuition inside of me, which can come as like, it feels like a punch in the gut, you know, <laughs> um, I ser- like I get physical symptoms of like, okay, I need to do this. And, as- and once I feel that, yeah. And I know I need to act because if I don't, then things just don't, don't align for me. Right. Then it feels like I'm, I'm having to swim upstream or really push to get the things, um, in regards to my business, it's, um, it can really affect me by, you know, just doing things the hard way. Like if I don't act upon that gut instinct, when I do feel it and, and yes, like pausing to know that, 
to understand the feeling, like, am I feeling this in my gut or am I, is this coming from my mind? So being in a place of pausing, where am I feeling the need to do this? Okay. I can feel it in my gut. Like I feel this in my solar plexus. This is telling me it's the right move. If I act on it, then cool. Things just align and fall into place. And I get, wind up having conversations that are networking me that, you know, lead into, you know, like working with somebody or lead into a new opportunity. Um, but if I don't act on that, uh, or if I think too much about it, or if I jump to conclusion before knowing that it is coming from my gut and not from my mind, um, then things like, you know, I'll try and try and try to make something work. And no matter how hard I try, it just keeps coming to a standstill and I get frustrated um, and I wind up like losing money or just making the wrong decision. So yeah, I think in, in business, I, I can definitely see, you know, like that pause, where is this coming from? Is this coming from like my gut? Is this coming from my intuition or is this coming from like all of the, the limiting beliefs, the doubts, the, the monkey mind, um, and then acting based on the gut gives me the better results rather than acting based on the monkey mind that can come up like the immediate monkey mind or the monkey mind that happens when I wait too long and, and overthink things. That's really beautiful. I didn't, I didn't even think about the wait too long piece mm -hmm. of that. That's really beautiful because it is. And that's um, that frustration is your not self, you know, it's taking you away from living in your design and so feeling that is a good road mark, um, marker, like, you know, um, but so as far as like, when you feel it in your gut, um, you talked about, it's kind of like a punch in the gut. Is there like a physical response? That's kind of a marker for you. Like that's where we need to go. You know, can you describe that to us? Yeah. I mean, I, I literally feel it in my solar plexus. Like when I need to do something, I just know it. Um, and then it's, I guess the, the physical part of it comes when I don't follow that intuition. Mm -hmm. Um, and I can actually give you a really good example that just happened to me, um, last, last week. So for the past while I've been balancing working a full-time job and working my own business, my coaching business, um, and the job is like, it's, it's been kind of coaching as well. It's like business coaching through a another company, um, among a bunch of other things, but I wasn't aligned with it anymore. I didn't, it wasn't working for me. Um, but I wanted to hold on to that for the security of it. And I had like the, the message of, I need the job to get the mortgage I'm looking to buy land and things like that. So I had these, these beliefs and identities around the job. So I wanted to hold on to it. So last week, I've known also that the job has been hard on my health and that it's just no, no longer aligned, but I was trying to hold on to it for another 12 weeks while I sorted out a new living situation because I'm going to move soon. Um, and so I was having a conversation about holding on to the job for another 12 weeks, but I knew inside, like I could just feel it. I'm like, this isn't what I want to do. Like, I just want to leave the job right now. It's in my best interest to leave the job right now. But I said, no, okay, I'm going to hold on to it for another 12 weeks just until I sort out my living situation. And as I said that, like, as I said it out loud to the yeah. other person, it seriously, like I got tightness right here in my gut. It felt like I was being punched and I was just like, oof, this hurts. At that very moment, yeah. <laughs> um, my 
solar plexus sound healing bowl broke (laughs) in the other room. Oh my goodness. I usually keep that door closed uh, because I have cats and I just was like, I'm just going to leave the door open. I'm sure it's fine. I'm going to jump on this call and it'll be fine. So for some reason I left the door open and then my cat had gone on the, on the windowsill and knocked something over onto my bowl at that very same moment. And I was just like, okay, like I can't not listen to this, you know, it's (laughs) saying something. So I quit my job. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Oh, wow. That is, I mean, that is such a cool experience. Very scary, you know, because you're like, oh, it doesn't make sense mentally, but you know, it makes sense physically. Absolutely. Yeah. And it makes sense for my business as well, because the job was holding me back from being able to step into, mm-hmm. you know, my true calling, you know, it was taking yes. up so much of my time and my energy um, yes. and it was taking a toll on my health. Um, and yes, it's, you know, it can be a bit scary and I'm not telling people to, you know, go ahead and quit your job on a whim, right? There has definitely been some other things leading up to it. And, you know, when I was like, I knew that it was going to happen soon, right? So it's not like it was, you know, like just a complete spur of the moment thing. Um, I I don't recommend that, but, you know, some people (laughs) do that too. Um, But yeah, it's, it's definitely, you know, like just even since, being like, okay, I can let go of the energy of having that, then I can really step into what my passion is, you know, so, um, and I feel so much more open. And there is a physical element to that, because like, I'm not feeling the tightness in my chest, which a lot of people feel as anxiety. And this is the thing is like, when we don't listen to our intuition, we it can create anxiety and that physical symptom of the tightness in the chest. Yes. And that's one of the things that you help people to work through. So like doing it for yourself, you know, reopening. I, and I found with um, any kind of trauma response and we have so much trauma in our lives. We have the um, big T trauma and the little T trauma. I love that, you know, thought. And, and that there is just um, that takes us away from being in our true nature and, being within our true gifts and standing tall within what we're supposed to do our journey here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that, you know, I truly believe that right now the world, the way that it is with there's an overwhelming amount of anxiety and depression, there's an overwhelming amount of people being medicated for these things. And you know what medication does help some people and that's totally okay. Um, it's just, it's, it's hard to see because I can also see it as like, this is a trauma response. People are so depressed and anxious because it is a trauma response that people don't know how to deal with. And people are also so closed off to their own intuition and their own inner knowing um, either because they, they feel they need to be because they need to live to societal norm or because there's so many lim- limiting beliefs and limiting identities that they don't believe that their intuition is right, you know, or they don't believe that they're worthy of having what, what their intuition is telling them that they need. So, um, which leads to, you know, chronic anxiety, chronic depression, chronic over, um, over medication, um, over medicating. And then it's like, it's just bringing us to like this huge mental health epidemic in our world. Yes. Well, and you, I can see that, um, 
in different generations. I can see that in my generation, my mm-hmm. parents' generation and my kids' generation, how, um, a, you know, much more adaptive they are that, to look at those traumas and to work through those traumas or to have conversations that we're not having, you know? So, um, I want to see, um, let me, okay, let's see. So we, okay. So there's on your chart, um, we each have, um, on a chart, there's nine energy centers within human design. And these nine energy centers are either defined, um, which means we always have them, um, the capabilities and their gifts with us undefined is that they're dependent on their moods, um, our environment. They can be curated to have that, um, but they're not always there as a, as a marker. So I was telling, um, when I was going through your chart, I, and when I go through and do chart readings for others, I, there, you know, there's so much on the chart. It's like incredible amounts of information and we could deep dive into anything for days on one single chart, but that's not super handy, you know, cause then you're like, okay, now I'm overloaded. But when I was going through your chart, I felt pulled to um, pull out these pieces that resonated with me. And as I've heard more of your story, I'm just like, oh my gosh, it's just so neat how this magically works, you know? But what um, I was um, to look at on your chart was your spleen and you have a defined spleen and spleen is survival and senses. Um, it's highly intuitive. You're always on your toes. And as you've told me more and more about your intuitive journey, just after I pulled your chart and read it, um, I was like, oh my gosh, your chart is just like, follow your intuition, follow it, follow it, you know? Um, and so how has following your intuition strengthened your journey um, just in your life or in your boss journey? Um, share with us how that has, because again, I do agree that our mind, um, you know, is trying to keep us safe and trying to take us away from where we need to follow in our gut, our intuition really strengthens that journey. So how have you seen it strengthen your journey as you made, you know, decisions um, in your um, business and life? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just stepping into the right thing. It's been like when I, when I sit with it, when I do give myself the time for the pause um, and I sit and feel into it with my, with my gut, then I step, I do, I step into the thing that is just the most aligned. And sometimes I don't even know that that's what I need. Um, For an example is the school that I'm in right now, which is my spiritual psychology. Um, I just actually just completed my certification of my spiritual psychology coaching. And now I'm moving on for the accreditation and also um, spiritual um, practitioner licensing. Oh, that's so cool. And this school, like I didn't know what I was getting into when I started school with them. I thought I was getting into just like a business coaching program. And <laughs> and then it turned into um, business coaching slash trauma coaching, um, which turned into me wanting to get certified in the processes and, and et cetera, et cetera. But um, when I was first introduced to this coach and mentor that I'm working with, uh, I just like... I knew that it was her that I needed to work with. And I had seen so many other coaches and I was kind of like, I was looking for a business coach to, you know, like to help guide me on my journey because, you know, like it's really helpful to have a business coach <laughs> when yes. you're have a business. Yeah. Um, so I was looking for a business coach and I was like going to people's workshops and challenges and, you know, searching the internet and was like, there's got to be somebody that's really aligned with me. And I was feeling like I was feeling excited about a few of them, but there was something, you know, like when I would 
when I would pause and feel into it, I was like, no, that's not just, it's just not quite right. And so with, um, with this mentor, I was like, I could feel it. I was like, ah, aha, she's the one, you know, and in this, it opened up this whole world of possibility that I didn't know was there before. And like this whole level of like the spiritual aspect of it all that I knew I had been wanting and that I had like this surface knowledge of like, oh yeah, I'm spiritual. And I I believe in collective consciousness and things like that. But it brought me into like this whole new level of living, knowing the creative process, knowing how I I create my life on like a universal level. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's actually like stepping into like study of religions from a metaphysical standpoint, which is something that I've always really been interested in, Um, not coming from a religious background or not, you know, like not being a religious person, but um, just all of these different levels, which are opening up so many different avenues in my business, in my life, in my own healing. Um, and just like, you know, so like I intuitively knew to work with this person. I was like, this is the one. So I signed up. I had to borrow money to go into to start her program <laughs> because I, I couldn't afford the first payment. Um, so I had a friend actually lend me the money to to step into it. But I just knew I had to do it. I took I took this leap of faith based on my intuition. And I was like, holy Patootsky, I don't want to swear. <laughs> Um, like holy man this this is like this is life-changing you know um and then just having conversations you know being a being open to reaching out to somebody based on my intuition or accepting a conversation Mm -hmm. based on my intuition has really opened up for like networking and new opportunities um I interrupted some people having a conversation a couple of days ago as I was like sitting at a cafe typing out my my trauma healing program that I'm that I'm working with clients on and I was typing it out but I could kind of overhear these other people's conversation about you know they they want to get more trauma healing and, and stuff into the community um and I was like I just need to interrupt and so I did and we had a conversation and now I'm going out for coffee with them about how to get these programs into the hands they work in social work and with the homeless population here and that is like big near and dear to my heart. Um, and I want to get the the information that I have into that population's hands to help. And they're like, well, you came to the right place. So, you know, get it, stepping out of character and just being willing to talk to people because my gut tells me to is opening up new possibilities to actually, you know, open up my own business and be able to create more change in the world. So, um, oh my gosh, yeah. that's so beautiful. Well, and I just thought of like your intuition, your gut, um, saying, Hey, um, go to, go work at the coffee shop, you know, and go yeah. work at that specific one at that specific time. Yeah. And so often it's kind of like this, um, I think of, you know, intuition responses, like this soft, lazy river, right? It's just this soft feeling river going through us. And oftentimes, um, our mind can be this raging, you know, um, like battlefield type of thing, raging waters instead of the soft, <clears throat> natural stream. Um, and it's just waiting for us to respond to it. It's waiting for us just to dive in and take that flow to where we need to go. And look at how many people's lives you're going to affect because of that, you know? And that was something near and dear to your heart. So you, your intuition was lining up with it without you even knowing. It doesn't take a lot of work. You know, like we think, oh, it's so much work to listen to this, you know, 
but it's not just lean into it. And the more we lean into it, the more we'll hear because we understand the processes of what our body is trying to tell us within yeah. that. It's more work to not listen to it because when we don't listen to it, it actually ends up affecting our health and it ends up feeling like we're swimming upstream instead of being carried by that nice, gentle stream that you were just talking about. Yes. Oh, that's, yeah, that's really beautiful. Yep. It is more work to swim upstream. So let's just swim naturally. Yes. Yeah. Now the other, um, another part of your chart that I just called to me was a channel. Now it's a 3457 channel and it's from your sacral, which is your energy center as a generator. That's where all your energy is coming in to your spleen. Now a channel is when uh, two gates connect and they form a relationship between two defined energy centers, okay? So um, this channel is embracing the power of now. So it's empowering intuition. Again, this intuition is coming over and over again. <laughs> um, but it creates, through this, creates swift and decisive action. So stepping into that action as a result of your intuition, it's powering extensive energy from the sacral, um, and then it's taking action for long-term good of the people you are coaching and energizing them to get on board as well. Now, in this coaching, and a lot of um, a lot of coaches in here um, know this. In the coaching world, we're moving people from one point of a to a desired goal, right? We're always trying to, and we're promoting, hey, this is the desired goal that you want, and we're going to help you get there. So can you share with us how you have ignited this process in those that you've coached, you know? Because um, you have this amazing, powerful um, superpower of igniting them into action. Um, and I know that a lot of times as coaches, we're like, oh, you know, let's, we want to get them to this desired goal, but we're working with people, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so tell us, how have you um, ignited those that you have coached into this process? Yeah, I mean, um, again, like just talking, like what you were talking about, like this step into action quickly um, really resonated. Um, in regards to working with people um, and getting them to their goals, what yeah. the biggest thing really is meeting them where they are always um, and helping people understand that they're perfect, whole and complete exactly as they are and bringing them back into a point of um, being able to access their own inner resources and their own inner wisdom. I think that's like the most important thing because as a coach, we want to fix things for people, but we can't, we're not here to fix people. Um, we're here to help people learn how to, you know, I wouldn't even say fix themselves, learn how to be resourceful for themselves and take radical responsibility for themselves. So um, I know that like one of my, like uh, my essence is inspiration. So just in sharing my own journey and being, you know, kind of walking, walking alongside people um, has been huge for other people. Uh, my, like my clients have given me feedback of, you know, like just knowing that I, if I can do it, you can do it too. Or like, if she can do it, I can do it too. Um, that's been a big thing. And just leading by example and helping, yeah, helping people to make those quick decisions or make those bold decisions quickly. So stay in action, stay in, a, stay in a state of action, stay in a state of flow, really identifying what it is that you desire, like what it is that your heart is calling out to you and staying in that, holding that calling 
as your North Star. So that way you can make those bold actions quickly, um, which help people really, you know, just get to where they want to go without overthinking things or letting their limiting beliefs come into play. But at the same time, working through those limiting beliefs too. That's a huge part about how I'm able to help people to get to where they want to go. Because if we have, if we have the commands and the identities like veiling us, then, then we hit, we keep hitting these walls of like, Oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy of this. I, you know, I just can't do it. It's too hard, et cetera, et cetera. So just helping people really hold that North star and helping people work through the limiting beliefs and help them know how they can access their own inner resources for all of it. Um, that all together is how I help people, um, get to where they want to be. That is so beautiful. Right. And, and, um, I think as coaches and as healers, we want to like, you know, that's the first one. Okay. Let's, let's coach him and heal him and get him on the right track, you know, but they, but it's empowering. The process is empowering and, and sharing with them that they have all the answers. I was, uh, all my become students throughout the world. I'm like, you guys have the answers, you know, you're learning about yourself, but you really have the answers inside. And I'm just holding space for you to hear those answers yeah. and just, you know, together, sometimes it's not as scary to hear those answers when you're doing it with someone else. Yeah. And I just like to add a little point on that. I know we're running short on time, but um, there's, you know, like so many of us want a book or somebody to, to fix us or help us or heal us. And I know I've been in that place, right? Like in my whole journey, I I read so many books of like the answers here, or I'd hire a coach or a therapist or something, you know, like a practitioner and be like, they're going to heal me. But that the thing is, is that nobody, nobody heals us. We heal ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so as a coach, that's, that's what I'm here. You know, like that's what I'm here for is to help you find the tools to heal yourself and find what really works for you and be here with you along the journey and provide some tools and provide insight and provide a mirror and perspectives that you might not be able to see yourself at first, because it can be really scary. It can be really heckin' humbling um, to, you know, to take charge, but it is overall, it's our responsibility for our own healing. Um, so yeah. Yes. Yeah, totally. And I agree. And once we take that responsibility and once we're shown, like you can show that responsibility to your students, um, it's like, oh, okay. The control comes back, you know, and especially in trauma healing, knowing that we're in control, um, is because that control has felt like it's been taken away and it has been taken away, um, uh, often, in many, many cases. And so having that control back is so empowering and knowing that we do control so much of our next steps and our journey and everything. So um, one more thing I wanted to get in on your chart because it just spoke to me so much and I've had this come up over and over again with my students. So I wanted to get your insights onto this <laughs> is um, the Ajna. This is another energy center that you have defined. And the Ajna's job is thinking, okay? So it's like this human computer comparing, receiving, renewing, reviewing, researching, all these kind of things, right? The mind is always going and it's kind of this monkey mind. And there's a lot of shame now when we talk about meditation, just quiet your mind, you know? But that kind of quiet your mind phrase doesn't work for defined Ajna's, you know? Because it's like, but I can't, you know? Or I try it and it doesn't work very long, you know, type of thing. So, um, 
And we don't need to quiet it with a defined ashram. We just need to redirect it and relax and release, you know? Um, so what have you done to kind of redirect, relax, release your thinking, you know, um, as you've gone throughout your, your business or your life? Mm -hmm. There's a couple of key things there. One is dance movement. Ooh. Um, that has been a huge thing for me because like when my mind gets overwhelmed, um, yeah, like sitting, sitting in silent meditation, I've, I've come to a point now where I can do it. It's still, <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. Like my mind just doesn't want to want to be quiet and that's mm -hmm. okay. You know, like not everybody, not everybody does meditation in the same way. Yes. Um, but when I dance, when I move, when I'm in that, um, then my mind does quiet and my, and there, I find the space, the space and the stillness within the movement. <laughs> um, and that really, that really helps me to just release, you know, release the overwhelm, release the, the, the thoughts that just won't stop. Um, and to just to get in the state of like flow and that meditative state where I can just like clear and then, okay, refocus, um, also affirmative mind treatments, um, is like a type of, it's also called affirmative prayer. This is a scientifically based, um, process, which is like, um, I think, yeah, Ernest Holmes, um, um, Greg Braden talks about this a lot too. And, and the power of affirmative prayer is like redirecting your thoughts. So this is where you actually like direct to your conscious mind, your subconscious mind and personal mind on what, what you're declaring, what you want to call into your life and really connecting with the universal source within you. Um, and so it's a way of just being in a specific direction of your thoughts and directing your thoughts and commanding your thoughts and taking back your thoughts and creating that into your life. So that's a very powerful tool that I use at least once a day, every day. And it really helps me to focus my thoughts and focus on what I'm doing even for that day, my next inspired action. So. Oh, that's beautiful. Well, and that's um, really helpful to, take on um, a phrase or a thought or, a, you know, a, a train of things within yourself to relax, release and recenter, you know? And again, it's creating that space. It's not like, okay, it's for one, the step one is to realize it's not a bad thing, you know, to like have thoughts going all the time, you know? And, and for two, you know, it's finding a way that works for you, you know, and stepping into that and really making it a practice and a ritual instead of just being like, well, this is how it is, you know, type of thing. I guess I can't meditate or I guess I can't do things, you know, like meditation doesn't always look the same. It can be walking outside, you know, um, and deciding not to listen to a podcast, just looking around, you know, that mm -hmm. physical movement can free focus um, that Ajna and create space. So I guess when we're looking at the Ajna, we're looking at creating space. And within that space, you create a stillness that you didn't know was possible. So that's really beautiful. Um, all right. This has been amazing, Laura. I feel like we could go on and on forever. Yeah. <laughs> this has been so wonderful. Um, and I'm so grateful for you and your coaching practice, for you stepping into your intuition, um, following that response that physical response within you and sharing with us how those feelings and those um with real life examples this has been so beautiful now 
for um, everybody here um, in the community, how can we find you? You know, how can we connect with you? People want to work with you. How do they work with you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, first off, it's been a pleasure being here. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed this. Um, and yeah, people can find me either on my website is lauraflair.ca. Um, and there's multiple links all over to book a free discovery call. And you can also just book book right in on my Calendly. I have a link. It's tinyurl.com backslash free compass call. And so you can book a free 45 minute call just to connect and we can um, just chat about where you're at, what your goals are and see if we're a good fit to work together, whether it be, you know, through coaching, through program, or, you know, maybe you just want to jump on a call for 45 minutes and see what you can get out of it. And that's totally fine too. So. And Laura, so much for being with us here. Thank you for being a part of this episode. I so appreciate you connecting with me. Screenshot this episode and put it up in your stories and make sure you tag Courtney Koenig and then I can shout you out as well. Please subscribe to get every episode and rate this podcast and write a review. I love hearing from you. Check out the show notes for more ways that we can connect and work together. Let's rise to thrive.